Hey everybody, I am bringing you a Friday Fun Day update for AI Every Day, which is definitely not every day, but I definitely wanted to catch up with you on a bunch of really interesting developments. First of all, if you haven't checked it out, and I feel like everybody who's following this space probably has, but I just would be so remiss in not mentioning AutoGPT. In a previous episode, I talked about prompt chaining. I was talking a lot about being able to compress or distill tokens to save money, but AutoGPT is a whole different angle where it's using in a very similar way to Langchain. It's using some logic to start with a prompt to get a sort of plan of attack from an LLM like a GPT-4, and then it can actually execute multiple tasks, continuing to get information and direction from the model, and then using that to carry out additional tasks. It's really quite amazing, the things that you can do, and people are working very hard to try to take things like AutoGPT to build fully autonomous AIs where they can use the intelligence embedded in the model to come up with a step-by-step -step plan of attack and then go do those steps step-by-step. -step. Another really amazing thing that happened this week is Amazon has gotten now into this AI game. They announced a service called Bedrock that basically is uh, introducing foundational models from companies out there that have LLMs and things like diffusion models like stability. The theory here is that you're going to be able to take a foundational model, just throw a data set from S3 at it, get a sort of fine-tuned version that's specific to your business and requirements. It's just really cool to see Amazon, obviously an amazing innovator, and see them get into this game. Something I think we can completely predict is that there's going to be a whole ton more activity in this space, more companies and more investment, because we're still nowhere near seeing what we can do with all these things. Another interesting thing that happened this week, and this is another follow-up to another episode I did, I talked about Databricks and their release of their Dolly LLM. So they built a fine-tuned 6 billion parameter model, and they had a very GPT-like level of interaction at that point once they were to apply 50,000 RLHF, Reinforcement Learning with Human Feedback, examples to that data set and they got it to behave a lot chat gpt the problem with that is it wasn't available for commercial use because the rlhf data set was not available for commercial use and what databricks announced is that they had crowdsourced 15,000 rlhf examples internally that they then used to train the data set now they have a truly open source model because both the RLHF and the base model were open source, meaning now this can be used for commercial purposes. It's been less than two weeks since the original announcement. Now there's a whole massive upgrade. Really cool, and I think it's awesome. Databricks has an amazing tool, so it's really neat to see them applying Databricks and giving this ability to build and train and fine-tune a model and just literally giving you a Databricks notebook you can load into a Databricks workspace to do the work. One more thing that I think was really interesting that's worthy of note is there was a release of a new model called Vacuna with an accompanying paper. They basically have taken something that is a 13 billion parameter model. They've done a bunch of really good training on it so it has a very chat gpt level of response even though it's only 13 billion in parameters and you can train it literally for only 300 dollars in compute you now have a model that's getting close to gpt level of capability and i think that they were actually comparing it to gpt4 even they did some comparisons against google bard they were saying it outperforms the llama model and the stanford alpaca model in a lot of use cases, 
amazing given how uh, inexpensive and accessible that is. It does actually follow a trend in the space though. If you look at what DeepMind did, where they produced DeepFold, which was a model that was used to take amino acid chains and predict how they would fold into proteins, there was a really rapid effort after that to open source a version of that OpenFold that could do a similar thing that scientists could collaborate on to continue to improve that data. So there has definitely been in the whole AI space a pretty pronounced effort to produce open source versions of closed models and closed results, which I love. I think that's amazing for all of the innovation that's going on. It's going to help us literally as humanity get to a place where all of this can benefit us more and faster. On one final note, I'm going to be launching a new podcast, Future Rodeo, in the near future. Very much unlike my quick takes here about AI, it's going to be long-form conversations with technologists, entrepreneurs, and so on. And I'm really looking forward to having it. I've got some amazing guests who have agreed to come on, and I'm really looking forward to sharing it with you. So please follow me and subscribe, and keep an eye out for the Future Rodeo podcast coming to you soon. Have a great weekend.